listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in, everyone. Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 125. This week on the program, making his first ever appearance on Windy City Slam, he's the strongman known to fans and freelance underground and Game Changer Wrestling, the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. We'll talk about his freelance underground championship match scheduled for this Saturday night, July the 2nd in Joliet against Calvin Tankman and a whole bunch more. Plus, we'll get into... The Forbidden Door, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling took over the United Center in Chicago this past weekend. Plus, Warrior Wrestling will take a look at freelance wrestling and freelance underground shows this week. A recap of POW Entertainment and more when we come back on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Hey, it's the Cryonic Redneck Coldstone, Tim Boston, CS underscore Tim Boston on social media. And when I'm not scooping, when I'm not wrestling, I'm listening to Windy City Slam. Give me a, well, yeah. Well, yeah. All right, welcome back to Windy City Slam podcast. In a few minutes, we will get to the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer, and talk about his huge championship match at Freelance Underground against Heavyweight Hustle, Calvin Tankman this Saturday night in Joliet. But first, let's take a look at some national wrestling news items. This past Sunday night, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling kicked down the forbidden door, and that show was right here in Chicago at the United Center. And let's run down some of the results of this incredible happening this past weekend. Your new AEW interim world champion is John Moxley after he defeats Hiroshi Tanahashi to win that championship. Moxley and CM Punk will face off down the line, and we will have an undisputed AEW champion when CM Punk is ready to return and get back in the ring. Four-way match to crown the AEW All-Atlantic champion. The winner was Pac, outlasting Miro, Malachi Black, and Clark Connors. An amazing match, some great skill in that one. And Pack, I love the fact that he's getting a nice push here with this championship. I had a feeling Miro was going to win this, but pleasantly surprised to see Pack come out on top. Six-man tag, we have Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara of the Jericho Appreciation Society, along with hard-hitting Minoru Suzuki 
They defeat Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Yumino, and they gain the man advantage for the Blood and Guts match on AEW Dynamite this week. IWGP United States Championship, Will Ospreay retains the title against Orange Cassidy. I might not be the biggest Orange Cassidy fan in the world, but they did a pretty good job of not telling a nice story in the ring, but as expected, Will Ospreay retains. AEW Women's World Championship, one of the matches of the night, Thunder Rosa retains over Tony Storm. Then, a three-way match for the ROH and IWGP Tag Team titles, and FTR just keeps collecting gold, keeps collecting belts. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, who enter the match as the ROH champions, they defeat the United Empire of Great Okan and Jeff Cobb, who were the IWGP champs, and Rapongi Vice of Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. And Dax and Cash leave with both the ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championships. IWGP Championship match, and this was made middle of last week, Jay White retains the title, defeating Adam Cole, Okada, and Hangman Adam Page. Six-man tag, the Dudes with Attitudes, Sting, Darby Allin, and Shingo Takaki defeat Bullet Club of El Fantasmo and the Young Bucks. And in one of the surprises of the night, the newest member of the Blackpool Combat Club and the newest signee of AEW, he's now All Elite, Claudio Castagnoli, formerly known as Cesaro in WWE, defeats Zack Sabre Jr., in a great match. So very excited to see Claudio in AEW. He had said before he didn't want to go to AEW until he had something to sink his teeth into. And Zack Sabre Jr. is definitely something to sink your teeth into. So great pickup there by Tony Khan. Claudio in AEW is going to be pretty cool. This coming weekend, WWE's Money in the Bank, Saturday night, July the 2nd at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, available on Peacock and WWE Network. And here are the matches on the show so far as of recording time. Men's Money in the Bank, we have Seth Rollins, or should I say Seth freaking Rollins, or as Jimmy Smith would say, Seth freaking Rollins, but I digress. Versus Drew McIntyre, versus Sheamus, versus Omas, where he could probably stand on the third rung and reach the briefcase. Versus Sami Zayn and two more participants that were still to be determined. I don't know if I ever really got a good gauge on a pick on this one yet. I guess we'll have to see who the two participants are to make a better judgment. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and one more person to be determined. I would love this one more person somehow to be Bailey comes back, wins the, the briefcase, and eventually cashes in on somebody. But uh, I don't know who else to pick in this one, honestly. I mean, I like most of these competitors. Lacey Evans would be interesting. I always liked Alexa Bliss. Raquel Rodriguez is a huge upside, and she has the size that Vince McMahon likes. Asuka, you can't, can never go wrong with Asuka. And I like Shotzi, too. And, and you never know what Liv Morgan can do with a run, so... I think it's a, a toss-up, but if Bailey somehow is in this match, I like Bailey. WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. 
Ronda Rousey defends against Natalia. That should be pretty good. Raw Women's title, Bianca Belair defends against Carmella. I think Bianca retains there. WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, I guess the Street Profits. I think the Usos will retain here. And the WWE United States Championship, the youngest U.S. champion in WWE history, Theory, defends against Bobby Lashley. As much as I like to see Lashley just destroy this guy, I think Theory ends up retaining somehow, some way. All right, let's turn to the local scene. This past Sunday, matinee show just across the street from Forbidden Door, Warrior Wrestling 24 at Malcolm X College in Chicago. The Warrior Wrestling Champion Casey Navarro retains against Brian Pillman Jr., who was a surprise replacement for Speedball Mike Bailey, who unfortunately had some travel difficulties and could not make it on site. Then, speaking of substitutions, we had Zach Wentz, Byron Reed, and Dante Leon subbing for Trey Miguel. They defeat the threesome of Nick Wayne, Blake Christian, and Fuego Del Sol in a very exciting six-man tag. Hard-hitting affair, we had Davey Richards defeating Filthy Tom Lawler. Mike Bennett pins the returning Beastman. Beastman, always a favorite of Windy City Slam, a former Windy City Slam podcast guest. Good to see him back in Warrior Wrestling. Then we have the six-man Lucha Scramble and your winner, Chicago's own beloved Lucha legend, Gringo Loco, defeating Ninja Mac, ASF, Dragon Bane, Alpha Wolf, and Golden Dragon. And Gringo earns a future Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship match with Sam Adonis. Now that should be very, very interesting. I respect both of those guys so much. And in fact, there was one Warrior Wrestling where Gringo and Sam actually teamed up way back like two, three years ago. So them facing off should be really, really cool. And I guarantee you one thing about a Sam Adonis and Gringo Loco match, Gringo Loco will take several head scissor takedowns. Guaranteed. And then in a women's match with Miranda Alizé, the Lucha Baddie, defeating Heather Reckless, and Fightful's Denise Salzado actually comes out humiliates Frank the Clown, slaps him in the face. Frank just can't stop running his mouth, and he also called out Rikishi, who will be appearing at the first night of the stadium series on July 23rd. And Frank, 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 we need to talk. My man, you're going to get a stink face. Talking about a guy like Rikishi, not very smart. He's going to get a stink face. All right, this past Saturday night, we have Pow Entertainment Saturday Night Fights at T Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. Kazile defeating Mason Perks via distraction as Meat Hooks O'Bannon and Tommy McCobb were fighting on the outside. And then Jimmy Blaze defeats Southland Championship Wrestling's big man VJ Price. But after the match, the Amazon Natasha Crane attacks Jimmy Blaze. Pow Champion Scott Spade with Tiny defeats Trog. Power Entertainment's newest acquisition, JPH, defeats SCW's Aaron Xavier by disqualification. And then the other half of that crazy Meat Hooks and Kazile deal and all those guys, Meat Hooks, O'Bannon, and Tommy McCobb was deemed a no contest due to interference by both Kazile and Mason Perks. And then your main event was a tag team match with It's Your Boy, Mason Perks, and Meat Hooks, O'Bannon teaming up 
and they defeat Kazile and Tommy McCobb when Perks pins Kazile. And Mason was last week's guest on the Windy City Slayer podcast. If you missed any part of that episode, check out Mason in the archives wherever you get your podcasts or at WindyCitySlam.com. And Pow Entertainment returns to T-Wood on July 16th and already announced for that show, Mateo Valentine returns to Pow. He takes on Kazile. Coming up this Thursday night, June the 30th, Freelance Wrestling returns the Emporium Arcade Bar in Logan Square. It's press start to continue. And the two matches that have been announced are absolute bangers. For the Freelance World Championship, the new champ, Storm Grayson, defends against Jake something. Should be incredible. And then, in tag team action, GPA and Laney teaming up against Bussy, that's Effie, and Alley Catch. Many more stars to be announced for that show in the coming days. And also Thursday night, June the 30th, if you're south, mainly by Crestwood, it's Ego Pro Wrestling presenting the second show of their summer season following the Windy City Thunderbolts game at Ozinga Field in Crestwood. And these shows are being run by Robert Ego Anthony, a.k.a. Egotistico Fantastico. And expect a good 45 minutes to an hour of great quality wrestling action. And Saturday night, July the 2nd, Freelance Underground presents Blaze of Glory at the Cantini VFW in Joliet. Special start time of 6 p.m. That's an hour earlier than usual for Freelance Underground as it's 4th of July weekend and it's a good family type of event. So all ages are welcome to see this show. And yours truly, I will be at that show in Joliet covering it for Windy City Slam. And the dream match, the match I've been salivating about, Freelance Underground Championship, heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman, who has held that title for eight and a half months, faces the challenge of the ultra-strong, ultra-athletic Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. And we'll hear from Shane Mercer and his thoughts on this match coming up in just a couple minutes. Then we have Project Monix, who says he is the undisputed freelance champion, and he faces Davey Bang in a one-on-one match. That should be a killer bout as well. And then we have the Freelance Underground Tag Team Championships, the champions Brothers of Funstruction, Ruffle and Yabo, with Frank the Clown at their side, defend in a three-way match against Pick and Pop of Darius Luttrell and Carter Hernandez, and the team of Mason Conrad and Joey Marks. That should be really, really good. Some great veterans. Plus, you have the Young Guns and Darius and Coda. That should be an incredible match. And then Billy Starks returns to Freelance Underground. She takes on Catalina Perez. And should I let the cat out of the bag on this? Coming up later in July... Billy Starks will be a guest right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Very excited to get Billy on. She's also the second wrestling champion. And I'm so thrilled to be able to talk to Billy 
over the next couple of weeks. And that show will be at the end of July. So stay tuned for the date and more details on that program. Then we have a triple threat match. August Matthews takes on Juliet's own Gunner Brave, who returns to Freelance Underground after appearing just a few months ago. And then also, Joe Alonzo is in the house as part of that three-way match. Joe Alonzo, the Berwyn Championship Wrestling Champion, making his return to Freelance Underground. And then, just announced, Laney takes on the debuting Sandra Moon. Plus, not announced for matches yet, but announced on the poster are Freelance Underground Independent Champion Storm Grayson and Mojo McQueen. So we'll see how all that shakes out here in the next couple of days. And that should be a fun and entertaining show this Saturday night in Joliet. All right, coming up here in mere moments, making his first ever appearance right here on Windy City Slam, the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, welcome back to Windy City Slam podcast. So very excited for this guy. He's making his first ever appearance here on Windy City Slam. The strong man known to fans at Freelance Underground and Game Changer Wrestling, the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer. Shane, how you doing? I'm good, guy. What's up? How y'all doing? I'm doing great. All right, let's, um, let's jump right into it. You've got a huge match coming up. Saturday night, July the 2nd in Joliet, Illinois for Freelance Underground. And you finally get a crack at the Freelance Underground Championship against heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman. And he's held that title for about eight and a half months. And now you're cashing in the giant check that you've held for about 10 months. And I know you guys have fought before and you've had your serious success against him. So what do you think about this match with Calvin? Man, I've always, you know, always had in the back of my mind kind of a little bit hoping that he was going to hold on to that championship for the inevitable clash between me and him. Me and him both has been at Freelance Underground now for over a year. And seemingly, like you said, around the same time I won the, the cash with the check, I won that opportunity and he won the uh, championship all around the same time. And it was meant to be. It just felt like it was perfectly meant to be. And now it just seems like a better time than ever to cash it in and make it be done almost a year to the day that both things happened. Now, this is a match I've been salivating for myself these last couple of months. And when I heard it was announced, I was so overjoyed. And this will not be your first encounter with Calvin. And you're about, what, 5'11", 210-ish? Uh, right about 220. 220, okay. Right about 220, yeah. yeah. And he's 350 pounds. He's a big dude. But So what can you do against a guy of that size? I know you have this incredible, ungodly strength. But what, what can you do? against a guy that size to be able to wrest that title from him? All the same things I would against anybody that's 150. You know, they're, to me, it don't matter their size in the ring. I've never met anyone in the ring, no matter their height, their size, anything, that I can't do everything I normally do against someone else. 
So I'll go against Tankman the same way I will, you know, Yoya or uh, Marco Stunt. He's still going to get his ass tossed across the ring no matter what size he is. You know, I would really love to see that. That would be amazing. Now, it, the thing is, too, it's not, not only that you're strong and not only that he's just massive, but both of you guys have incredible agility, especially when you hit that finisher of yours, the uh, Moon Sultan battery off the top rope. Now, what was it? What is it like for a guy who, you know, maybe known it for his power, but people may not know you for your agility? Uh, it kind of overshadows it over time. You know, I've went in there, and of course, a lot of people know lately, I've done a lot of deathmatch stuff. I've went there and had technical matches with Davey Richards, you know, Jason, the Gift Kincaid, and plenty of other people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times the power gets overshadowed because you don't see – I mean, you got guys like Brian Cage, you got Michael Elvin, you've had guys like that. But I want to differentiate myself from guys like that. I don't want to do the same, you know, so to speak, type of moves that you would see guys like that do. I want to do something different. And I felt like I've kind of brought a little bit of that difference out whenever I do my style of wrestling. So that overshadows that stuff a little bit, but I always love to throw in the little Easter eggs, I guess you'd call them, of what I've done in the past with the high flying, the technical, the deathmatch stuff, whatever that may be at the time against who I'm against. Yeah, within Freelance Underground, from my research, you've only been pinned once, and that was against a former WWE superstar and Simon Gotch in a really grueling 15-minute match. So you have a really good record for Freelance Underground. Now, what led you to start working for Freelance Underground a few years ago? Well, first going into Freelance Underground, I actually went to a uh, normal freelance show, and we was in the area at the time, and it was when they first moved into the uh, venue with the kegs everywhere, which I'm thinking it's still the same venue now and everything, and I went up there, did a show, and it just kind of, you know, flew off. I put some goals and aspiration there, and then it just kind of, like I said, just flew off, and I'm still chasing those goals, and it looks like one of those goals is within reach now coming this Saturday. And you've had a little bit of experience in Chicago before as well for other promotions, including Freelance Underground, AAW briefly, Black Label Pro, Resistance Pro as well. So what is the draw to Chicago for you? It's just a more of a rabid environment. You know, you go down to uh, every city in the world has its own kind of like you talk about wrestling styles and, you know, how people wrestle. Each town kind of has its own style of audience as well. And up in Chicago, they're more of a rabid fan base about what they like and what they love to see. And that makes us wrestlers, whenever we're in there, whenever they appreciate it that much more, enjoy what we do that much more, put more heart into it. Okay, uh, you've been a staple for Game Changer Wrestling for a few years now. What is it like wrestling with some pretty well-known names in a company that's got some serious momentum over the last couple of years or so? Oh, it's great, man. It's a chance to it's a chance and opportunity to always prove that you can go. Whenever you're in there with some of the best of the best on the indie scene, if not the world, you get an opportunity to step up and put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Everyone likes to call themselves the best in the world and the best in what they do or the strongest or the best in technical. But what are you going to do when you're actually in there and you're put against some of these guys? Can you put up or shut up? And I feel like GCW a lot of time is a place to do that. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive promotion. And uh, you've tangled with quite a few really big-time stars there. Indeed. Now, I have seen some of your really impressive feats of strength. And you throw guys around the ring with the greatest of these. And recently, I just saw an impressive workout video on your Facebook. I believe you did 13 reps at 4.05. Now, that's pretty darn amazing. Oh, yeah. I've um, I've got it before for my max on that was 20 reps. But I have a... 
this kind of going on at the time. Mm. So it kind of held me back. I don't know if you're going to show this to the viewers or see it, but I got my hand cut open in a match. So that kind of held me back. So I just stopped at 13 this past week, plus changing gyms. So I didn't want to push it too much on it because my hands start bleeding right after it. But that's, a, I guess that's part of one of the death match things. You try to go in the gym, but then you get glass still in your body and you don't realize until you're in there pushing out this weight. And you're like, oh, okay, that's there. <laughs> so you mentioned death matches and you've had a few, and I assume that's from a death match. What is it like competing in a crazy atmosphere like that? It's the same thing as I guess you would call it going in there and, uh, you know, pushing yourself in like a technical atmosphere. You always get that shortness of breath. You get that inside mobility that goes away. You get your cardio being pushed to the limit. The same thing with death matches, but on a more physical outlook that you get to see, except it's the flesh. It's not inside. It's not your lungs. It's not your mental. It's your flesh. And a lot of times people see that and they get like disgusted by it or they get thrown back or they call it the horror movie, which I guess it is in a way. But yeah. it's, it's twisting your mind to a different aspect and just see how much the body can take and how much you can take, really. Absolutely. Now, um, going back to your workout regimen, what does a normal workout entail for Shane Mercer? And I do something called power building. I like to do bodybuilding, of course, to keep my, you know, my figure <laughs> and all that and everything. But uh I wanted, it's not always about trying to look great. When I first started, I just wanted to get bigger. So I very first started lifting weights. I was like 140 pounds and everyone making fun of me because I want to be a wrestler. And you picture this little nerdy guy who's 140 pounds wearing glasses and telling everybody wants to be a wrestler and arms like that. No one took me serious until probably two years later when they seen the difference in me. And I got up to like 175 pounds and I just kept powerlifting. Cause to me, powerlifting was the way to do it. I always seen guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And watch the guys growing up, like Goldberg and people like that, and Ultimate Warrior. And I was like, man, the intensity of what these guys bring, even if people don't like their style of what they bring in the ring as far as wrestlers themselves, the physique about what they bring was just something intimidating and awe-admiring, especially like Legion of Doom back in the day. You see Road Warrior Hawk flex his neck and break a dog collar off, things like that. It was just something you can't replicate. And I always thought that was cool, and I wanted to get towards – Something like that, because it's something about somebody walking into a room and if you have strength, people can like feel that energy offset. And I wanted to bring something like that, but even more to the table to where you can do the moves like you see normally, like I said earlier, with anybody, don't matter what size they are. Yeah, you're kind of reading my playbook a little bit, too. Uh, you threw a whole bunch of names. Uh, are those the types of guys that influenced you to get into the business? Not necessarily getting the business because I love growing up. I love watching Rob Van Dam. I love Taz. I love, you know, The Undertaker. I had a good hybrid of who I watched. So if you watch some of my stuff, you might see a good hybrid of like Taz with the suplexes, Rob Van Dam, me doing some of the crazy flips sometimes and doing that. I like The Undertaker because of how he brought his persona, not necessarily the just the darkness of it, but like how he molded with time and he changed with time to adapt. I love that with the darkness, of course, in there, mm -hmm. but he just adapted everything. I loved all that into it. Those are the guys that brought me into it. It wasn't just like Ultimate Warrior Goldberg. Those guys are strong. I want to be strong. It wasn't, it wasn't no caveman like that shit at all. Definitely not. Any goals for the next few years of your career? You've been pretty much an independent guy for like 10, 11, 12 years, however long it's been. Any goals like trying to hit to a bigger promotion? I know you had an AEW dark appearance a year or so ago. Man, it's weird. Like always the go. And I feel like everyone wants it for the most part. Get signed somewhere. Get, some, get somewhere to where somebody can give me the ample time of day to showcase what the hell I can do. I'm not doing nothing but sitting here and waiting, and I've been ready to go for years now. 
And I can, you probably have just as good an answer with me on why that hasn't happened yet. I don't know, but I'm sitting here just waiting for that opportunity for them to give me more than just like, oh, hey, yeah, you lift weights, you're on indie scene. There you go. I want the chance to be able to showcase that I can pull some money. I can draw. Just let me get in there and showcase what I can do and do that. And as far as short term goes, take that freelance championship right off Calvin Tank. All right. Uh, before we let you go, uh, could you go ahead and let us know what your social media is? What If there's any merchandise that we can get of the Iron Demon and whatever other upcoming shows around the Midwest that you may have in the next few weeks. Uh, let's see here. You got the freelance show, of course, Freelance Underground coming up at the beginning of July. Then you got uh, me going to be in Detroit with GCW. I think it's June 30th. Then I'll be there again with GCW on the 3rd and the 4th. Evansville and then for their backyard show coming up. And then, uh, of course, got some dates with them coming up. And um, as far as social media is concerned, you can find me on Twitter at The Iron Demon, The Iron Demon, and uh, Instagram, Shane Mercer, Facebook, Shane Mercer. I mean, you can search Shane Mercer or The Iron Demon. You can find me in all kinds of stuff. Earlier, you mentioned stuff about strength and everything. I was just thinking of it. Um, Chicago, that's actually the place that I did the bleacher video uh, a few years ago, it landed me a Sports Illustrator where I picked those up and swung them around. So if you want to look up that article, you can find that too. Um, as far as T-shirts and merchandise, look up Pro Wrestler Tees, Shane Mercer. But you won't find my newest shirt yet on there. I got my newest shirt. It's only in shows in person or if you hit me up. That's the one made by Sia Oswa. Now, you mentioned the bleacher thing. Now, now that was at uh, Resistance Pro. Oh, Resistance Pro. That was, that was yes. something. Okay. Yes, yes. I have seen that video. It's pretty darn impressive. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there thinking that was in Chicago too. So okay, there we go. There's a lot of landmark stuff going on up there. Indeed. All right. Shane, thank you for carving out some time for us this week. And uh good luck. And we'll see you in Joliet on Saturday, July the second. Definitely look forward to seeing Calvin fly. All right, great conversation with the Iron Demon himself, Shane Mercer. We'll see him this Saturday night at Freelance Underground's Blaze of Glory in Joliet as he faces Calvin Tankman for the Freelance Underground Championship. All right, before we go, I just want to mention and kind of congratulate some local talents and some talents from the Milwaukee area as well for appearing on AEW Programming. This past Friday night on AEW Rampage, Laney and Sierra teamed up against Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb in tag team action. Awesome to see those two on national television. That was a really cool sight. Plus, if you tune in to AEW Dark Elevation this week, a couple of tag team matches from folks around here, actually more than a couple, we have the Dope Kings in action, that's CJ Esparza and Brubaker. And then you have GPA and Vic Capri, two of the very best in the Chicagoland area, teaming up in a tag team match. That's really cool as well. And in yet another tag team match, Joey Jet Avalon, who's going by Joey Jet on this show, and Jordan Cross. And they're taking on Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Stalks, as Taz would say. So check out AEW Dark Elevation on YouTube to, some, to see some of these great local and regional talents. And congratulations to all of them 
for getting some great exposure on national television and on YouTube. All right, next week, we'll recap Freelance Underground as well as Freelance, and then we'll talk about WWE Money in the Bank, and we'll see who comes out with the briefcases from those ladder matches. Plus, returning to Windy City Slam podcast, our special guest, manager extraordinaire, and head of the Moretti Agency, Chaz Moretti. And we'll talk to Chaz about the upcoming Midwest Wrestling Reunion, which will be happening in just a few weeks in Lake Zurich. And that'll be right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody. Everybody.